0: Welcome back to Bones Content here at undisclosed Location, uh, somewhere down the Jersey Shore. It's uh, our bonus episode of American News on the Top of, you Gus Grissom, why. the forgotten hero of uh, NASA to a certain extent. Uh, we had a great episode here. Uh, Kuglin and I, uh, through magic the magic technology, patched in uh, a certain handsome
1: Irishman <laughs> who is stranded <laughs> in South Florida. Loser, How are you, sir? Yes uh, we're doing good. We're doing good. Well, I want to ask French you real quick because on my
0: car bang. right over here. You told me this story, and I said this has to be told. This a great example. Let's be honest. We got a couple jokes in here and there, but
1: uh,
0: it's kind of hard to laugh at the end of Gus's story.
1: You know, we yeah, be- he cer- he he's, he certainly uh, met a uh, you know an untimely end, if you will.
0: But uh, we did call him, you know, Grump Gus or whatever. That was his nickname. But the guy had a sense of humor as on display from the unsinkable Molly Brown uh, naming of his uh, spacecraft. Right. And then uh, also you had this one, which uh, just showed that his crew did have a good sense of humor in general. Um, so without further ado, Lawrence Patrick, could you please tell us the story of this uh, space
1: sandwich? <laughs> yeah, the space sandwich. That was uh, an interesting uh read that I came across um, that it was aboard uh, Gemini 3 and that was um, with John Young as uh, the assistant if you will and and Gus Grisham was the uh, commander of that flight Um, just a little just to back this up um, to rewind it just a little bit um, this was going to be the first crewed flight in other words the first flight where they're sending up two at a time rather than solo flights. Uh, unfortunately the Soviets beat the, uh, the Americans to the punch on that by sending up their first two man, uh, flight just a week before. So, you know, the, the times things were really, uh, there was a definite race at the space race, uh, the Soviets, uh, against, uh, the U S if you will. And, um, you know, the United States was getting beat to the punch on on the space race, and um, we just went through the whole Bay of Pigs uh, fiasco in Cuba uh, in '61. So I mean, it was it was definitely weird times um, with uh, the Soviets being the the evil the evil empire, if you will. And um, now we're finally sending up a week after the Soviets that we're sending up our first two man crew. And um, try
0: not to upset our listeners in the Russian Federation, please, but continue. Conrad. Oh, OK.
1: We'll try to keep it politically correct then. Um, but uh, as they're preparing for this flight, and they are going through all kinds of tests. And one of the big things that they were going to test in, in Gemini 3 was uh, what kind of food are they going to be able to consume? in space because there was, you know, we're, we're in in the whole new frontier here. How how do you handle weightlessness? Uh, will the body even be able to digest food? I mean, some of the earlier, um, mercury missions and stuff, just to have one of the astronauts consume something, anything to see if they're going to be able to swallow. Um, you know, that was a, a big concern that are they going to be able to swallow and digest food in, in weightlessness? Um, you know, it was later found out, yeah, no problem. They can swallow and everything is going on fine. And You know, the, the muscles that move the food down into the stomach um, happen automatically, whether you're weightless or not. Uh, you know, we can even cons- um, consume food upside down. Anybody that has ever done a keg stand will attest to the fact <laughs> that you can swallow while you're, while you're upside down. Um, but uh, on the morning... Of the of the Gemini three flight, um, John Young is given a corned beef sandwich by uh, Wally Schirra, another one of the astronauts. Now, Schirra was always known as the prankster. He was famous for his various gotchas that he's always pulling pranks.
0: Because he's um, uh, an asshole from Jersey. That's why.
1: Well. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, there is a, a very, very strong uh, Jersey connection with uh, Shirah. I mean, he was born in Hackensack, but he actually grew up in, in Oradell, New Jersey. Um, you know, Shirah was a a grad of uh, Dwight Morrow High School. Um, he then uh, goes on to uh, the Newark College of Engineering, which later became uh, NJIT, oh, the uh, New Jersey Institute of Technology. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he's he's Jersey through and through no doubt. Uh, he's in uh, Newark college in engineering, uh, when Pearl Har- Harbor takes place. And then he, uh, then enrolls into, uh, into Annapolis, um, and, and took off with his military career from there. But, uh, sure. I was a bit of a character that, uh, and he's noted for these, uh, as, as it was termed, his gotchas that, uh, he was pulling pranks not so much that he was a jokester but now you, know, you got to remember too these guys are risking their lives uh, no doubt i mean they were test pilots and now they're into the uh the space program they're one of the first astronauts and there's an an extreme unknown And you know nowadays we almost take it as as commonplace but uh, back then you were definitely putting your life on the line so to break it up a little bit with a little bit of levity i think was kind of a bit of a release too but that's just my own take on this but anyhow since he was from um, jersey
0: do you think there's a potential that the corned beef sandwich could have come from uh what's that place in edison
1: oh no no it didn't come from one of the one of the delis uh around jersey it actually it came from a a deli down in uh in florida um, Cocoa Beach, Florida, actually. The place was called uh, Wolfie's uh, Restaurant and Sandwich Shop. Um, it has since closed, but uh, it's Wolfie's uh, Deli that uh, gets credit for actually constructing this uh, Corn Beach sandwich that um, Wally Shira, um has made like two days before the flight. So now you've got a two-day-old sandwich that he's passing on to... Um, John Young, uh, and sneaks it into his uh, flight suit and gets it on board Gemini three. While they're flying around, um, you know, one of the one of the many tests that they were supposed to perform is to sample some of this space uh, food that NASA was 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 testing out. And space food at the time, in, in a word, sucked. Um, basically, <laughs> yeah. You were squeezing, um, squeezing like, I guess the best description is, uh, the consistency of baby food mm. or, or paste out of basically a tooth, uh, a toothpaste kind of a container. So you were squeezing it out. One of the things that they were Dad, supposed to uh, do on U&I
0: three your commentary just now, by the way, just to let you know, um, There are consequences for comments like that, sir, and Tang has just officially dropped us as a sponsor.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was one of the things that I found in my uh, research here that, you know, growing up uh, through that era, if you will, Tang was like the breakfast drink of the astronauts and all that kind of shit. Actually, Tang was not developed by NASA. Tang was developed by uh, General Foods. Um, (laughs) So... Uh, it, it Tang was first developed by, uh, I believe it was General Foods back in 59, 1959. But then it was used on the earlier um, space flights. So, of course, Tang then immediately started uh, pumping that as a, as a marketing ploy that you're going to drink Tang and, uh, you know, because it's if it's good enough for our our astronauts, our heroes, then it's certainly good enough for your breakfast. So <laughs> shut up, kid, and drink it. You know, um, did, <laughs> did,
0: we might have accidentally just done something here. By the way, we we commented earlier that there wasn't much loserception on this episode, um, but if you recall, um, you just said it was General Foods Corporation that put oh. uh, Tang together. So right, uh, that was first established in the United States by Charles William Post, C.W. Post. The competitor of the kellogg's uh oh
1: yeah breakfast right.
0: cereal so congrats right. dr uh john harvey kellogg <laughs> um you, you've now been loserception. so we got a weird guy out in michigan giving himself his own uh you know circumcisions uh oh, and, and god and now somehow that's played into uh what the astronauts are having for breakfast
1: <laughs> all
0: right I'm sorry to interrupt right, you. Sir. you so
1: th- There's a <laughs> there's a few steps in between there, Kev. But uh, yeah, that uh, some real Kevin and, Bacon shit actually, going on here. <laughs> that's right. But anyhow, there is a cl- a cross uh, loser reception there, absolutely. And, and and General Foods actually stole the the recipe from Kellogg. So, um, you know, there's there's many loser sections uh, there. Uh, Till we get to uh, to Tang. Um, in '59, but anyhow, now that um, we're up in the in the capsule, they're flying around in Gemini three. One of the things that they were supposed to do was to check out this new, relatively new development by NASA. That it's it's pouches of uh, like freeze dried, dehydrated stuff that they were going to squirt, like with, with a, like a water pistol kind of a thing, squirt water into this bag of dehydrated glop. And then uh, knead it all up inside the plastic bag, and then squeeze it out of the plastic bag, uh, and use that as their nutrition. And while they're flying around, um, John Young signals, you know, non-verbally to uh, to Gus, um, hey, you know, like, hey, what's up? Man? And Grissom responds, like, what, what, what you got? What you got? And he pulls, he pulls out this corned beef sandwich <laughs> out of his uh, out of his pocket. And Grissom loved corned beef sandwiches. I mean, that was one of his favorites. And, you know, I guess uh, Wally Schirra had uh, come to know that, because it, they're, all these guys are, are going through the same training kind of thing, and they certainly have grown tired of eating space food. So <laughs> now when, uh, when Young pulls out this corned beef sandwich on rye bread, Uh, that was looking pretty good and they they commented about how good it smelled they could they could smell it you know through the through the uh, microgravity capsule um, that the aroma was still there and um, but uh, upon taking a a bite of the sandwich they quickly realized hey this isn't going to work because now the bread is getting all the crumbs from the bread are starting to float around the space capsule which (laughs) which was a a definite no-no because you got all this crap flying around that it could be landing within some of the sensors, some of the electronics, some of the uh, some of the controls to the various capsule itself. That uh, they immediately uh, stuck it back into his pocket. Well, the, and, the reference um,
0: we made too on the car ride down uh, that I know Kahuna is just can't wait to hear is uh, the episode of The Simpsons when they put Homer in space. <laughs> And he opens a bag of potato chips once they've uh, entered the orbit, if you will. And so, the 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 astronauts like, no, Homer. He bursts open the bag of potato chips, and then has to, uh, in zero gravity, releases himself from his chair and then floats around.
1: (laughs) 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 So Homer's kind of like the. the Pac Man, only oh, he's jumping on uh, potato chips as they're flying through <laughs> space. Right?
0: Yeah, so uh, not quite corned beef crumbs because corned beef crumbs are a little bit uh, a little bit more difficult to uh, uh, oh. approach.
1: <laughs> yeah, and again, doing research on this, I found out that uh, there was some Soviet uh, uh, cosmonauts that kind of pulled a, a similar stunt that they smuggled up um, uh, chocolates or something. On board one of their space missions, and things got away from them. Now they got all these little chocolate balls floating around uh, their capsule, that it took them like two hours before they were able to finally collect everything exactly. back again. So I just pictured uh, one of the the cosmonauts yeah, I mean, it, going it, it,
0: after one of the chocolates floating in space, grabs it, and then uh, one of them goes, "Hey, uh, uh, someone opened the rabbit cage, and a bunch of his shit got out."
1: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, it's all it's all protein, um, uh, com- comrade. Uh, Chomp down. Oof. um so when uh you know when they realize that that the the crumbly uh rye bread um is now floating around the cabin and that that that's not going to be uh <laughs> looked upon too well when they get back and it could very much endanger the entire mission um you know they he sticks it back into his pocket but when uh they got back to um you know back on the ground and stuff there was uh, several senior nasa officials that were not too pleased with that whole uh, gotcha of smuggling on the sandwich and then um, some of the uh, uh, committee on the appropriations for the very nasa program the house of representative committee uh, gets wind of this and they're called to task and like they're, they're not happy. And I actually, uh, one of the Congress members starts to call it the $30 million sandwich that uh, you, <laughs> you, assholes, uh-huh. you assholes smuggled on a, a corned beef sandwich that, you know, we're we're spending millions and millions and millions, tens of millions of dollars on for this space program. Um, because, you know, that was a big controversy at the time, too. I mean, everybody's gung-ho-ho. Yeah, we got to beat the Soviets. Uh, not only militarily but technologically, and be the first to get somebody on the moon. That was Kennedy's challenge with his uh whole speech about being the first on the on the moon uh putting down that challenge um, but now these these assholes could be uh disrupting the whole thing over a over a corn beef sandwich that <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't looked upon to too favorably. Um, but you know the media got a hold of that, and they started calling it the thirty million dollar corned beef sandwich. Love it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now what, what I also found that pretty cool too is that the original sandwich that was on board the space flight is lost in history, but there is a, a replica. You would hope. Um, <laughs> of, of that, yeah, there is a replica of that corned beef sandwich that is now embedded in acrylic and it's been an exhibited at the uh, Grissom Memorial uh, Museum in uh, Mitchell, Indiana, <laughs> to immoralize the, uh, the infamous uh, th- $30 million sandwich aboard Gemini 3. So.
0: Yeah, you can have the, the $30 million sandwich served at a restaurant. It comes with the, uh, the $5 yeah. milkshake from Pulp Fiction. <laughs>
1: so. Yeah. L- later on, too, I mean, uh, I think it was an interview, I believe it was with Life magazine, um, they started talking about uh, with Young about that whole uh, uh, corned beef sandwich, and he said, uh, "Yeah, you know, the problem was too. They, they didn't even give me a pickle, and they had no mustard on it." <laughs> <So> he's, still, <laughs> he's still teasing about it. And I mean, of course, I mean years later, everybody's laughing about it. But at the time, uh, you know, these guys could be upsetting the entire space program. And, it wasn't uh, wasn't the big haha that it was later uh, laughed about. Um you know, and this was only a, a six hour a six hour mission and really they were sp- they were up there to test out this space food. And they never really got around to doing that. So um, you know, Congress was uh I think rightfully so that they were a little pissed off about that. And and um, you know, uh Wally Shiraz uh, gotcha's um they said that, you know, Sherat took on a whole different uh, attitude to that whole thing uh, once uh, Gus Grissom uh, lost his life. Um, and, and, you know, after that, you know, th- things were not just, uh, you know, we were a bunch of uh, wild test pilot, uh, you know, space jockeys kind of a thing that, um, you know, a lot of the hahas, a lot of the, the uh, gotchas. Kind of faded away from it that he was he became a very very serious uh, guy with uh, some of that ship but there was uh, later reports too at the same time that while he's on uh, one of his flights that uh, in a deadpan voice he reports back to uh, NASA that there's a, a sighting in space, and he starts giving this, this the description of uh, Santa Claus. <laughs> <as> they're <laughs> flying around the, as they're flying around the world. So, you know, the guy, uh, the guy had uh, his moments as well, no doubt.
0: I just pictured uh, the command um, center down at uh, Cape Canaveral. No more Jersey jerk offs, please. All right, I need nice Midwest kids with manners.
1: <laughs> so. Yeah, there you go, straight. Straight and straight and narrow guys. <laughs> um I gotta give Wally Sharar a shout out too for you know, not only the Jersey connection, but uh he was also a member of Boy Scout Troop thirty six out of Oradell, New Jersey too. <laughs> so um we we got a Boy Scout connection there too, as many of the early astronauts did. But uh um you know, I guess they they could have done uh, s'mores or something like that, snuck snuck that on. It wouldn't have been uh, less Crumbs floating around the capsule. But anyhow, uh, yeah, I, I got to laugh the, uh, about that. Beef.
0: I was going to say, I got to laugh about that too, because I think you know this story. I mean, Kahuna may have heard it once before, but when we would do training exercises down in Cape Canaveral, the very same Cocoa Beach area where these missions were being launched from, um, right that I was in the maintenance and repair division of my unit, so uh, we had to keep generators going, because it was a self sustained camp that we, for two weeks, would build uh, this camp. In, uh, on a field in the middle of nowhere on the facility at Cape Canaveral. And what we would do is uh, we'd have to take the fuel trucks out into town. That was M&R Department's uh, job. And that was a great gig to have because you'd have to go through the security thing. Like, obviously, the base security, too. But then our security detachment would be doing searches of the vehicles to make sure no contraband was coming in and stuff like that. So they figured out real quickly that what we would do is you'd go to uh, – right next door to the gas station we were going to was a Burger King. So everybody would we'd get buck doubles for everybody. So uh, you'd go and you'd get a buck double. So you'd collect the money before you went out on the fuel run. Then you'd come back with like a giant sa- you know, like sacks full of sandwiches, almost like a White Castle kind of a vibe. We'd have a crave case of buck doubles from Burger King. Mm-hmm. And um, this is where they enjoyed having a guy from Jersey in the unit because we're sitting there. I'm going through security the one time, and the one guy is sitting there, uh, starts busting chops. He goes, what's this? Looks like a little contraband here. I'm going to have to confiscate that. And, uh, and I was just like, oh, well, you know, um, I mean, there's a couple sandwiches in there. I mean, I don't know how many there are, but it looks like there's three of you and six of these. So, I mean, I, I think these are your sandwiches, actually, guy. And, uh, and I bought and bribed my way in and became great friends of those. I shouldn't say their names because I'm still friends with both of them on uh, Facebook. But uh, they would allow me to, uh, as long as I bribed them with uh, the occasional buck double and, and the one girl wanted fries, that was her one thing. Uh, So we we hooked her up with fries. And otherwise, I was able to to continue my little uh, gummy bear and uh, burger smuggling operation down at Cape Canaveral.
1: (laughs) You were a burglar smuggler, man? That's
0: right. When the cops started to bust on Jimmy, he brought him in as partners. (laughs) Uh, Not quite a corned beef in the cockpit, though
1: are they using your image then Kev as the uh, the Hamburglar on their uh, uh, on their marketing point you see
0: you see he insults me this way
1: <laughs>
0: you're the only one in our family tall enough to play ronald remember that sir all right uh, <laughs> okay well, all sure. right you got anything else Fair on enough. your way out you want to say anything
1: to the fans uh, just keeping the keeping the faith here keeping keeping strong and uh, you know stay together apart um and uh we'll see you as soon as we can here we're trying to uh get back to whatever normal might be but uh we're trying to get back there and uh everybody stay safe and uh stay healthy
0: that's well said sir on that one and thank you for the the story of the uh the million dollar sandwich <laughs> but 30 million uh, 30 million sandwich. let's not let's not be cheap 30 million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. million. and that's and
1: that's 1965 dollars so you can imagine what it would cost today
0: not bad I just picture the uh, the poor uh, the poor people starving over in Russia under the Soviet Ow. Union. In America, a sandwich costs thirty million. You understand? <laughs>
1: yeah, there you go. So, but hell, uh, right, we don't was, have it so bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not bad, man. So hey, uh, thank you for telling the story of that one. You and Mom stay safe down there. I think if things wind up going somewhat okay, we might actually have you back in studio here before long.
1: Yeah, we're hoping.
0: I hear you, dude. Well, do me a favor and take care of yourself. Otherwise, Kahuna and I are going to sign off over here. And uh, again, thank you to the listeners. This was the bonus episode of uh, Gus Grissom, and that was the story of the $30 million corned beef sandwich.
1: An American loser the day I was born. An American loser the day I was born. An American loser the day I was born.